Bruce Johnson, president and founder of Biscalers and the Biscalers Club. And today I want to talk to you about five keys to holding your people more accountable. Five keys to holding your people more accountable. Now, if there's one common refrain I hear from business owners and entrepreneurs all the time, it is this. My people just don't get stuff done. Can you relate? It's that they don't get it done on time. They don't get it done with the right expectations met. They don't get it with the right results. It just takes forever to get done. Can you relate to that experience and feeling? Probably it's the reason why you're listening to this right now. So the question of course is, how do we turn that around? How do we get to the place where our people are accountable and they're producing the results that we want them to do on a consistent basis? Because that's incredibly important if you want to grow and scale a more profitable business. So here are a couple ideas for you to begin to wrestle with. The first idea is, Fix your own junk first. Now what I mean by that is that in the Biscalers Club, every week I do a weekly leadership lesson for our members. And one of the early ones was, if there's a problem out there, there's a problem in here. In other words, if you don't like something in your business, you should always, first of all, check and see what part do I contribute to that. And when it comes to holding people accountable, there are an awful lot of leaders who don't hold people accountable. So before you go to the other stuff, you need to go inside and say, okay, what part do I own in this? What part do I contribute to the problem? For example, I had a, a teaching I did recently with a group of people here in town, and we were talking about delegation mastery, and I asked this question about, you know, why don't you hold people accountable? And the first response was, well, I guess because I'm a people pleaser. Okay, and then I said, well, thanks for your honesty, but now do you understand why that's a problem for holding people accountable? And he was kind of looking at me quizzically, and I said, well, if you're a people pleaser, it means by definition you're making decisions because you want people to like you. If you want people to like you, are you a follower or are you a leader? In other words, being a people pleaser invalidates the whole idea of leadership. You actually become a follower. So you've got to figure out how do I deal with that before you can move on to holding people accountable. Some of you, it might be the issue of fear. For example, you know, if I hold Sally accountable, she's going to be mopey all week. She's going to be depressed. She's not going to be fun to be around. She's going to kill morale. Or maybe she'll just up and quit. And then what are we going to do? And so fear sometimes gets in the way. Or for some business owners and entrepreneurs, this is very common. Uh, they don't like to be held accountable. By the way, it's one of the reasons why many of us become business owners and entrepreneurs in the first place is because we like to be the boss. We don't want anyone telling us what to do. So if we don't like accountability, guess what? We project that onto other people. And so we don't like to hold people accountable because we don't like to be held accountable. Whatever it is that's causing you to not hold your people accountable, before you can hold them accountable, you got to fix this thing first. And the reason why a lot of accountability efforts don't work is because most business owners and entrepreneurs don't fix themselves first. Take care of you first, and then you can move on to number two. The second idea I would give you would be that you want to create a culture of execution. Very few businesses have a culture of execution, and culture is the 24-7 driver of your business. So if you have a culture where it's okay to not get stuff done, you're not going to get stuff done. If you have a culture where everyone gets stuff done, you're going to get people who are going to be held accountable by themselves to the fact that they need to get something done because it's the culture. So how do you create culture? Well, you can watch some of the other podcasts and videos and, uh, that I've been putting together in the series, but you understand that culture is driven by a couple of things. It's created by stories. So you've got to tell stories about people who got stuff done, right? You have to model it yourself. So you need to make sure you're a model of execution getting stuff done. You need to talk about execution on a regular basis. You have to cast vision about it. You need to put plans together about it. You teach about it, but you create a culture to say, listen, in this business, we get stuff done. That's who we are. One of the things I say in our Biscalers Club all the time is that you are not in the welfare business, you're in the results business. And too many business owners and entrepreneurs think because I hire somebody, I pay them. No, we pay people for results. That's the reason why you hired them. So you hold people accountable to results because that's what 
you hired them for, not to pay and give them a paycheck. You hired them to produce results. You create a culture so that you have a 24-7 driver in your business that we just get stuff done. That's who we are. And when you create a culture and you talk about it and you share stories about it and you model it, and most importantly, you enforce it, well, then you'll end up finding that people will ultimately become more self-accountable and you actually have to hold people accountable less simply because they're doing it themselves. So that's number two, create a culture of execution, not of analysis paralysis or just strategy, but not execution. You want to create a culture that we get stuff done here. Now, the third idea I give you is that you want to be a delegator, not a dumper. Be a delegator, not a dumper. Let's be honest. The vast majority of business owners and entrepreneurs, and this may be true of you, are dumpers, right? You just give a task. Okay, can you get this done? And then you move on because you've got a lot of other things and just hand out tasks like that. But the problem, of course, is that's, that's just dumping. That's not actually delegating. Delegating involves a whole lot more. We don't have a lot of time to go into it now. I'll do it in another video. But, but you, just think of it this way. If the minimum you do is you do the five W's and H, the who, what, when, where, why, and how, if you just did that when you were assigning a task and you delegated it with the five W's and the H, chances are you'd be a much better delegator. In fact, in this uh, discussion we had earlier this week, I asked, you know, I walked through this process of going through and I asked them some questions about how they felt about their organization. And almost everybody in the room said, well, you know, the problem here is that people will dele quote, delegate a task, but they never give a when. So if you wanted to reduce this point to just one thing, that's the one thing I would say. When you give a task, at least tell someone when. When you're the owner and you give a task, somebody thinks, oh, I better get this done right away because the owner or the CEO told me I have to get this done. And then you push off all those other things. When your mind, it might be, you know what, hey, if you can get this done by next week, that'd be great. But if you never assign the when, people don't know. And it's hard to hold people accountable if they don't know when. Now, in your mind, it might be it's due by tomorrow at noon. But since you didn't say that, you're frustrated that they didn't get it done by tomorrow at noon. But the reality is you probably never told them it needed to be done by noon tomorrow. So if you want to be great at holding people accountable, make sure that you're a delegator, not a dumper. And that means you have to clarify the task so that people know the expectation, they know the level of authority they have, et cetera, so that now you can hold people accountable to that and they know what they're being held accountable to. That would be number three, don't be a dumper. A fourth idea that I give you is involve them in the accountability. So one of the things that I do when I'm delegating a task is I will then ask them back to make sure that they understood the task and they'll say, so when do you think you can get this done if it's not something that has to be done by a deadline, if it doesn't have to be done by five today, right? So when do you think you can get this back to me? they're gonna say, well, I can probably get it back to you by Friday at three, okay. So how are you gonna let me know that it's gonna be done? And they'll say, hey, I'll send you an email or I'll give you a call or I'll stop by your office or whatever the answer would be. And they say, sounds good. So by Friday at three, you'll have this done and you're gonna walk by my office and tell me you got it done, great. Friday at three comes around. If they haven't told you, now this is like good parenting, right? It's about consistency. Then you need to follow up and say, hey, it's now 3.15, I haven't heard anything, what's going on? Now you just do that a couple times and people begin to realize that you're gonna hold them accountable but the beauty of ask, involving them in the accountability is that it's their job to tell you they got it done. You're only holding them accountable if they didn't follow through on what they said. But this way, you don't have to check in with everybody. They're supposed to check in and let you know that they got the task done. It makes it so much easier and people tend to own the things that they create. So when somebody says, I'll get this to you by Friday at three, instead of you telling them I want it Friday at three, it's infinitely better and you'll be able to hold them more accountable because they're gonna hold themselves accountable to the thing they created in the first place. And the fifth and final idea I would give you would be this. Whenever possible, when it's appropriate, make it public, make it public, right? Peer pressure just works. So let's say you have some salespeople that aren't performing. 
right? No one knows that they're not performing right now. So what do you do? You get the big old whiteboard out and you start putting the metrics up on a whiteboard so everybody in the company walking by can see, hey, you know, Joe got it done or Joe didn't get it done. And if, you know, they're supposed to do 20 calls a day and it says that you know, Joe got seven done and Sally got 22 done and Frank got 24 done. I mean, there's a lot of peer pressure on Joe for that seven. He's not going to do seven tomorrow because he's going to be ridiculed by his other peers and he knows that everybody knows that he underperformed that day. So public can really help a lot in accountability. And now you're not having to check in with him all the time because he has to write up how many calls he made. Uh, you can do this with your management team too. When I talk about creating you know, agendas, one of the things that I talk about in meetings is at the end of the meeting, you should then summarize the decisions that have been made. And by the way, if you have a meeting and no decisions were made, it's a bad meeting, it was a waste of time. So you should have made some decisions. And then who's gonna be responsible for executing on whatever the decisions were made and by what date? Then what you do is you summarize, you take those last three, four, five items from this week and you put them at the top of next week's agenda. And that way, the first thing you do before you get into anything else for that week, you say, okay, now last week we made these decisions and Sally, you said that you were gonna get this done. Did you get it done? And Sally reports back, yep, got it done. Then you go to um, Mohammed, you say, hey, Mohammed, what happened? And he goes, uh, well, you know, this came up. And wait a second, you said you're gonna get it done by Friday. It's now Wednesday. How come it's still not done, right? And you only have to do that a couple times before people begin to realize the culture here has changed. We're gonna be now held accountable to the fact that we made a decision. We publicly told people we're gonna get this done. And now publicly, I'm having to face the rest of my peers and the executive team and tell them I didn't get my stuff done. I'm not gonna do that again. I mean, it ultimately is about culture when we're talking about how do you hold people accountable. So if you wanna hold your people more accountable, I'd say, first of all, make sure you start with you and fix whatever's holding you back from not holding them accountable currently. Then start working on creating a culture of execution. The more you create that culture, it's the 24 seven driver, people will be more self accountable, which is a plus. Make sure that when you're giving out a delegation that you're not dumping it, but you're clarifying your expectations clearly so everybody knows exactly what needs to be done by when, why, et cetera. And then once you've done that, involve them in the accountability. When can they get back to you and how they're gonna inform you that the task has been done. And then finally, whenever it's appropriate, Make sure you make it public because peer pressure does in fact work. So there you go, five ideas for how you can help hold your people more accountable, which is critical because if you wanna grow and scale a more profitable business, you've gotta build it on people who get stuff done. And so you wanna take the time to execute all five of these ideas, hopefully in the next week or two. And if you do, you're gonna start seeing a change over the course of the next month or two as people begin to realize, hey, this is really serious. We need to get stuff done. Remember, you're not in the welfare business, you're in the results business. Now, hopefully this has been helpful and you enjoyed it. If so, make sure you pass this along to some other business owners and entrepreneurs that you know. Uh, if you haven't subscribed yet to our YouTube channel, make sure you, hit, you know, click the button below and uh, subscribe. If you're listening by podcast, I encourage you to subscribe there as well because my commitment to you each and every week is to bring you actionable ideas that will help you grow and scale a more profitable business. So until our next episode, to your accelerated success, Bruce out.